Welcome aboard, historians, to the NCC 73117, USS Little Hero. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you'll step right this way, historians, we'll go to Holodeck 2, where we will continue our adventures of Captain Kirk and his beloved crew. Commander Vicky, will you take us to the coordinates where we belong? Onward and upward, Captain. Make it so. To Vicky's Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we are doing season one. Well, well it's actually season two, but we're going to classify it as one. Episode 17, Bim, and episode 18, Albatross. So, Vicky, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Castbox. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, Spotify Podcast, and you can contact us at Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook, Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek. Okay, so before we get into this, sorry we did not record last week. We kind of got sidetracked by a lot of things that needed to get done because Miss Vicky decided when she got new tires after I told her to get new tire sensors, didn't, and one of them ended up breaking very badly. And we had to have a brand new tire. No, we had to get a new sensor. Oh. Your tires were still in awesome shape. I mean, they're, they've only got like 50,000 miles on them at most. Right. I doubt it's even that much. I think it's more like two or 3,000. But still, you've still got a few miles on them. Right. But they're not bad. They're not even worn down yet. So, we're sorry we didn't record last week. So, Vicky, whilst we're sitting here, we're almost to the end of T the original series animated. What is going to be your movie? Um... We got a bunch of John Wayne's I just downloaded. We just got a couple oh, of Clint Eastwoods. Yes. We just got... A couple others. What is your movie going to be? The Money Pit. The 1980s movie, The Money Pit. I have not decided on mine, but of course I got six movies to to wait for that. But I think I'm, I've got to flip a coin. Do I want to do El Dorado, or do I want to do Rio Bravo? I don't know. I don't either. I'm leaving Atari for you. Whenever you want to do that one. But anyways... So, Vicki, Season 1, Episode 17, Bim, what did you think was going to happen in this one? The Enterprise gets caught and thrown into a different dimension. Dimension. 
That is so wrong. Unfortunately, yes. So it says here, Ari Ben Bim, an ecstatic observer for the planet Pendro, secretly watches the crew of the USS Enterprise to determine whether the Federation is ready to open diplomatic relations with his advanced species. So are you ready for this one? Onward and upward, Captain. Helps if my controller is on. date 7403.6. The Enterprise is on a series of exploratory and contact missions. Traveling with us as an independent observer is a member of a recently contacted alien species. Honorary Commander Ari Ben Bem is from the planet Pandro in the Garo 7 system. We have taken up orbit around Delta Theta 3, a newly discovered Class M planet. A previous scouting mission has reported possible aboriginal life form. So, they're around Delta Thena 3, which is an inhabited M-class third planet of an unnamed star system. It is the home world to Delta Terra 3 aborigines, a... Well, I'll leave that for us to find out, right? Yes. Okay. ...is here, and the Enterprise is to investigate and report. Sensors report several groupings of aborigines. They may be dangerous, so I want all of us to avoid any unnecessary risks. But these monitoring devices have to be planted. Lieutenant Uhura will be tracking us throughout. Now, if there's any trouble of any kind, beam up immediately. Don't try to be a hero. Aye, sir. Captain, settings are almost complete. Commander Bem, what are you doing here? This one has decided to accompany contact team for observation of same. Commander Bem, you were assigned to this ship as an independent observer, yet you have spent the past six missions in your quarters. You haven't done any observing at all. Until now, when we're dealing with possibly a very dangerous planet. <laughs> Patience. Every planet is dangerous to the ignorant. This one has decided that the Nexus is now. Must observe workings of starship and crew. This mission is not for casual observers. It could be hazardous. And prepared. Commander Bem, this is not a joyride, a pleasure excursion. I cannot let you beam down to the planet without adequate protection. I'm sure you understand the diplomatic consequences if anything were to happen to you while you are under my protection. Understanding it is, Captain, but this one remains adamant and prepared to accompany. This is an odd time to remain adamant. All right, let's go. There's a planet waiting for us. This one has already set controls, Mr. Scotty. Everything appears to be all right, sir. Coordinates are locked on the landing site. Energize. 
So again, did you notice that? No, what am I noticing? When Bim was talking to Scotty, telling him that he already set the controls, did you notice anything? Uh, Bim help? No. What am I noticing? So back in the old days, when like a door was going to open, or a trap door was going to slide, or whatever, usually if something was going to move, it was always a lighter shade of coloring than the rest of the surroundings. So Bim's mouth area was a lighter shade than the rest of his body. Gotcha. is offered. Right. Right. And so you have the phasers and communicators. In the future, Commander Ben, you will leave the operation of the transporter to Mr. Scott or one of the regular transporter crew. Captain, Lieutenant Uhura reports some peculiar activity here on the planet. What is it, Lieutenant? Lieutenant Eriks has been tracking a non-network sensory stasis. It's hardly more than a flicker, and it's several thousand kilometers west of your position. Say again? An anomaly, sir. It resembles a sensor field, but without a scanning grid or other point of reference. Is it moving? Brownian movement only, Captain. No discernible direction. The implication is that there is something else on this planet. Perhaps something intelligent. It might be just an atmospheric effect, some kind of electrical storm. We've seen unidentified planetary phenomena before that have resembled intelligent activity. Keep watching it, Lieutenant Uhura, and put the ship on yellow alert. We'll continue the contact mission for now, but notify us immediately if there's any change in the situation. Kirk out. Rainforest is especially thick in this district. Life on this planet appears to be geologically younger than one would expect, given the age of this star. This one is picking up readings of a large group of life forms directly ahead. All right. We must take care not to be seen if... Hey, Ben! Ben, come back! Scotty, Sulu, stay here with the monitoring devices. Come on, Spock. Don't get far in there. Let's go. His head, his arms, his torso, and his legs connect. Air flow. He's gone. He would have had to go through here to escape. There he is. I don't know how he did it, but he got through. Come on, we'll have to go around. That Pandronian's actions just don't make sense. They might to another Pandronian, Captain. I believe he went that way, Captain. On the other hand... I think we've lost him. That way! It appears to be a native food-gathering party. 
Yes, and the food they have gathered is them. Lieutenant Uhura, I'm reading increased activity on the surface of the planet. The sensory anomaly appears to be expanding. Contact the landing party. Commander Scott here. Mr. Scott, where's the captain? He's been separated from us. Commander Fem ran off for some reason. They're in the forest. The captain is not answering his communicator and it does not show up on the scanning grid. It's as if it's respond... Do you notice something? Look just kind of behind Uhura. Uh, no. You don't see that in the background? No. What is the, What am I looking for? Okay, you see where her arm is? Yes. Look behind her. Okay. What do you see? I don't see anything. Mress is there. Oh. <laughs> you can't see that clearly? Do you need your glasses checked again? No, I'm good. <laughs> there has been disconnected. We're picking up increased activity from that anomaly. Is Mr. Spock with the captain? Aye, they both went after Commander Bem. Lieutenant Eric, start a sensor scan for Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. <coughs> Landing party, prepare to beam up. Lieutenant Uhura, we could track the captain down. I'm sorry, Mr. Scott, that's not procedure. We can't take chances. We're talking about the captain. Go, Uhura! I know right? it, but we have to follow his orders. Stand by to beam up! Scotty is her superior officer. And yet she's telling him what she, he's gonna do. Right. <laughs> Ending by. Maybe we can beam him out of there. Kirk to Enterprise. Kirk to Enterprise. Kirk to Enterprise. This isn't my communicator. These are not Enterprise communicators, Captain. They are fakes. Excellent, but non-working forgeries. This communicator's been on my belt since we beamed down. Our phasers don't work either. Our phasers and communicators have been switched for phonies, and Commander Bem has run off. We've been separated from the rest of the landing party. Mr. Spock? Something funny is going on. An alternate course of action would appear to be advisable. But Commander Bem's difficulty appears to be genuine. Phases or not, we have to rescue him. We're going to have to follow them. One of us could go back to contact Mr. Scott. We can't risk it. Not while they're moving. We may never be able to find them again. These aborigines appear to be in a late primitive state. Obviously intelligent. They seem to have a basic language and social structure. And I would assume fairly yes. well-developed mores and traditions as well. Commander Bem seems to be a model prisoner. We'll have to wait until nightfall. Captain? Shut up. We're rescuing you. You are interfering with observations. This is how you observe? By being captured? As logical a way as any Spock commander. I don't think Starfleet would approve. Come on. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. 
always end up like this? I assume that's a rhetorical question, Captain, not requiring an answer. I was just expressing my curiosity at our ability to get into these kind of situations. Fate, Captain. Fate. Fate? Spark? I believe that is the correct Earth term. Why don't you try your... Uh, Vulcan nerve pinch? Captain, I am only a Vulcan. There are limits. Commander Ben, I'm afraid that we're not going to be able to rescue you. Good intentions, Kirk Captain, are not enough. Planet Pandro will be much displeased. Starfleet told us you were best captain in fleet. Actions to date belie this. Commander Ben, you are responsible for the situation we are in. You disobeyed orders by running off. Your attitude has been extremely abrasive and... I don't know how you did it. You replaced our phasers and communicators with phonies. You place too much dependence, Kirk Captain, on phasers and communicators. Either one could solve our problems right now. If that is all... Commander Ben, if you had those two phasers and those communicators all this time, why didn't you use them to escape? Sir, this one does not demean oneself by the use of casual violence to accomplish goals. Oh. But you may demean yourself, if you wish. I want those phasers and communicators now. Compliance with orders is. This one must disassemble. Fascinating. Remarkable. Commander Bem is a colony creature. Commander Bem, if you could split yourself into separate parts, why didn't you escape on your own earlier? So being a colony creature, or colony species is a life form composed of multiple components component organisms that function together bim is one of such things why basically. can't we be that because we're humans we're we're one we're we're one creature how do people know i'm not a shapeshifter i'm pretty sure by now i would have figured out you were a shapeshifter okay i'm not i may be stupid but i ain't dull and deny you the opportunity to prove your value to planet pandro by rescuing this one from possibly dangerous situation this is not a laboratory commander ben this is a hostile planet and representatives of starfleet are not experimental animals for you to test consider yourself under arrest protective custody to keep you from any more escapades mr spark keep watch <laughs> Have you found them yet? No, sir. It is a big planet. Mr. Scott, that's sensory anomaly. It's expanded to cover the whole northern continent. What's that? We can't get any readings at all now. Aye, that tears it. The Loch Ness Monster couldn't get through that. Some kind of interference on all channels. We're going to have to get out of this village on our own. I doubt we'll be able to do so without being seen, Captain. I concur, Mr. Spock. Set phases to stun, just in case. No, do not use your weapons. I'm paralyzed. We're held in stasis, Captain. Put away your weapons. These are my children. Do not harm them. Who are you? Who are you? I am Captain James Tiberius Kirk of the Starship Enterprise. This is my first officer, Mr. Spock, and honorary commander, Ariadne Bam of the planet Andrew. Why are you here? 
What was that? James Tiberius Kirk. So, do you remember what his original middle initial was? Uh, and where no man has gone before? No. It was an R. I didn't realize that. Yeah, on the tombstone, Gary Mitchell puts James R. Kirk. But after that episode, they changed it to where he is, James Tiberius Kirk. Gotcha. Why do you disturb this place? It is our mission. We must classify this planet. We have to test it. Classify? What gives you the right to intrude here? This planet is not for your use. My children are... Kirk, you might want to choose your words better. Classify! Not for your tests. Your weapons will be nullified. There are times, Mr. Spock, when I think I should have been a librarian. The job of librarian would be no less challenging, Captain. But it would undoubtedly be a lot less dangerous. Have you found a captain yet? I have located emanations that could be Captain Kirk's and another set that could be Mr. Spock's. But the sensory anomaly has interfered with our detection devices so that positive identification remains impossible. Which means? I think he said, maybe. Well, that convinces me. Ready a security squad, we're going down there. Issue phaser rifles. Phaser rifles? You have mishandled situation again, Kirk Captain. This one judges you not an intelligent commander. Commander Ben, Mr. Spock and I are here because we thought that you were worth rescuing. It was more to preserve the diplomatic relations between the Federation and Planet Pandro than from any great affection for yourself. Planet Pandro is unconcerned as to fate of this one. Pandro will not have dealings with inefficient and inferior species. You have failed everything you have attempted. You have not rescued this one, and you have not been able to handle local aborigines. This one wishes you, what is the earth word, luck. You will require it. Wait, unlock us, set us free. Captain, perhaps we can attract the attention of the alien intelligence and reason with it. It's worth a try. Kirk to alien intelligence. This is Captain James Tiberius Kirk calling the ruling intelligence of this planet. Answer me, please. Perhaps an offering of some sort, Captain. Mr. Spock, whatever we are dealing with, I don't think we can bribe it. We must be honest. Kirk to alien intelligence. I don't think it's strong enough to be noticeable. Hmm. If we connect our two communicators in series, we can give off a high-energy burst, which might work. But it will also render the communicators powerless in a very short time. Do it. This is Captain James Tiberius Kirk calling the ruling intelligence of this planet. Do you hear me? Kirk to entity. Kirk to entity. 
I am here. We apologize for intruding. We did not realize the situation. We will leave. We will tell others of our kind not to bother you here. This is good. Go. Go now and do not return. Just one thing. There is a third member of our group. I detect no third intelligence. He has fled. You must go. You must not interfere with my children. I will allow you to contact your ship. Go now. Kirk to Enterprise. Kirk to Enterprise. Enterprise, Uhura here. Captain, are you all right? Stand by. We're not leaving without Bam. He is our responsibility. We can't leave him here. Beam down a security squad with heavy-duty tricorders set for Pandronian scanning. Aye, aye, Captain. Captain, are you all right? Thanks, Scotty. Spread out. Find Commander Bem. He's split into three individual parts. Big pardon, sir. He's some kind of colony creature. And take care not to injure any of the natives here. Phasers on lightest possible stun setting. And don't fire unless absolutely necessary. Let's get out of here before we make any more trouble. Embarrassment results. This one is shamed. This one has failed in its judgment. You have endangered all of us by your actions, and you have forced us to interfere with the natives of a planet that deserves prime directive protection. This one exists by its own standards. Not on my ship, you don't. You are still here? You are still interfering? I am angered. We could not leave one of our own behind. It is our responsibility to take care of our own, just as it is your responsibility to take care of yours. We could not leave him here where he might further interfere with your... your children. Yes. You have some wisdom, James Tiberius Kirk. <laughs> the lost one is found, then? He is found. And we will leave. This one has greatly erred. The mission was to judge and right of judgment was not conferred. This one must disassemble unity. Disassemble? Never to exist again as a cooperation. This unity is defective. This unity must cease to exist. No. Huh? Do not destroy yourself. But this one has erred. This one has tried to judge Kirk and Spock and been found wanting himself. This one has acted badly. Yes, you have erred. But if you disassemble, you cannot learn from your error. Errors demand recognition so that they will not be repeated. You do not demand punishment? Punishment? What is punishment? Revenge? Intelligent beings need no revenge. Punishment is necessary only where learning cannot occur without it. You are behind that. My children here are not. That is why you must leave, so as not to corrupt their development with concepts 
that they are not yet ready for. I am humbled. We will go now. Yes. Kirk to Enterprise. Beam us up. Stand by to break orbit. Mr. Spock, classify this planet as being strictly quarantined. Under no circumstances may any Federation vessel approach. Admiral will respect that also. Captain, I compliment you on a wise decision. It is necessary. Not only for them, but for us as well. Fascinating, Captain. A highly advanced alien entity using this particular system as a laboratory for guiding another race to intelligence. Almost a god, you might say. Mr. Spock, the difference is meaningless. In comparison, we're all still children. In this one's case, Kirk Captain, this one is still an eggling. Take us out of orbit, Mr. Sulu. Let's go home. Captain, I'm picking up a message. Put it on audio, Lieutenant Uhura. Go in peace. Yes, go in peace. You have learned much. Okay, Vicky, so that was season one, episode 17. Bam. What did you think of that one? I liked it. Okay. So, uh, on a scale of one to ten, where do you put this bad boy? I gave it an eight. Yeah, all right. I'm going to have to give this one a seven because there could have been a lot more done for it. Correct. To make it a little bit better. Other than that, it was still good. It was, yes. So, is there anything you noticed? No, but tell us what you noticed. Well, as in all cartoon, older cartoons that you ever watch, you'll always notice when somebody's got to talk or when somebody's got to move a hand or something, it's always a lighter color than the rest of their body. Or whatever it is, like... Let's say there was a sliding panel on the wall. It's going to be an extremely lighter color than the rest of the wall. Right. And then we also noticed that Uhura was in charge and Mares was behind her. Right. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say about this episode? No. Okay, well I guess we'll be back in a short moment. And we're back. Well, it was for us a few minutes, which was for you a few seconds. So, Vicky, Season 1, Episode 18, Albatross. What did you think was going to happen in this one? I didn't write anything down. You yeah. didn't write anything down? No, I forgot. So... You forgot? I lost in this one. Well... Um, Albatross is a new planet that they discover that they have to uh, classify. That was the last one. <laughs> so, there you go. This one says, Following a mission to the planet Drama, Dr. McCoy is held prisoner accused of mass genocide caused by a deadly plague committed 19 years earlier during a previous expedition. When the Enterprise attempts to investigate, it too becomes infected.
Captain's log, stardate 5275.6. Preparing to beam aboard the Enterprise following the successful completion of delivery of medical supplies to the planet Dramia in the remote Draymond star system. We of Dramia wish to thank you and the others of your Federation. So Dramia is an inhabited planet in the remote Dramia system. It was inhabited by the Dramians. A Spacefaring humanoid species landmark includes the Hall of Justice. For your okay. invaluable assistance, Captain Kirk. We hope through our medical assistance programs to develop and strengthen relations with star systems such as yours, Supreme Prefect. Well, shall we? Kirk to Enterprise, beam us aboard, Scotty. If you would be so kind, Captain. Relay that, Mr. Scott. Yes, sir. Commander Demos. I have here... So Commander Demos was an agent for the Demos government during the 23rd century. In 2270, he served at the arrest warrant for Leonard McCoy, which cha charged McCoy with the mass murder on Demos too. Okay. So that right there says that we're now in the 2270s. Right. Or have been for a little while at least. A warrant for the arrest and trial of one of your party, Captain. Warrant? Who? Read it, Captain. You are hereby directed to surrender for trial by the people of Dramia, Dr. Leonard McCoy, Medical Officer, USS Enterprise. This is some kind of joke. The wanton slaughter of hundreds of people is not a joke, Captain. Slaughter? Hundreds of people? According to this, Dr. McCoy was responsible for a plague which ravaged the planet Dramia II some 19 years ago, Captain. Let me see that. As you will note, Captain, the warrant is perfectly in order, approved by your own Federation. Dr. McCoy arrested? For murder, Captain? Sir, if you want me and some of the men to beam down, just in case... No, Mr. Scott. The warrant's legal. Mr. Spock and I are at the Hall of Justice. We'll keep you informed. Your Dr. McCoy headed a mass inoculation program on Dramia II 19 years ago. When his force left, a massive plague struck the planet, killing most of its people. That doesn't mean he was responsible for it. His trial will tell, Captain. Trial? You mean kangaroo court? I've heard about Draymond Justice. Captain, you're becoming emotional. Of course I am. Bones harming other beings. You know better, Spark. I know better, not bones. I wish I could be assured, Jim. I... I just don't know. Is it possible that I really did? Nonsense. The termination of your inoculation program and the subsequent outbreak of plague could have been coincidence, Doctor. Or a tragic mistake on my part. I don't buy that, Bones. Guard? What now, Captain? Some pre-trial investigation, Mr. Spark on Dramia 2. Do not be assured by your friend's plans. Raymond Justice is swift. Too swift for them to save you, perhaps. 
Anything yet, Mr. Smoke? The Dramia 2 is the second planet in the Dramia system. It was inhabited by several hundred Dramians, but almost abandoned after the plague. Okay. No, Captain. The historical records of this solar system are spotty at best, going back 19 years. Mostly they're technical data, meteor showers, auroras, radiation reports. There it is. Plague. Dramia 2. Of unknown origin, characterized by pigmentation changes in skin of victim, debilitation, death. Certain species known to have natural immunity, notably Vulcan. Hmm. Interesting. Go on, Mrs. Bob. You are sure? Yes, Commander. The Earth Captain is planning to visit Dramia 2 to investigate the case. Ready a patrol ship. Captain's log, stardate 5275.8. Underway for planet Dramia 2 for investigation of McCoy case. We are beyond subspace communications with Starfleet and proceeding under my own authority. Estimated time of arrival, Mr. Sulu? Approximately four hours, Captain. Increase to warp six, Mr. Scott. We may be racing against time. If I know Draymond justice methods. Aye, aye, Captain. Ship in pursuit, Captain. Origin? I'd say Dramia, sir. It appears to be a one-man craft. Shall I make contact, sir? Yes. Elay that, Lieutenant. You're planning something, Captain? Unless I miss my guess, that's friend Demos. What if he attacks, sir? Why should he? We haven't contacted him, so we might... So, he, the Dramian patrol ship was a small one-man spacecraft designed for patrol duty in the Dramian star system. The type of craft was slightly larger than a Federation shuttlecraft. Okay. Not have detected him. He'd have to explain an attack. Besides, he'll probably prefer to sneak aboard, seeing that we carelessly left the hangar doors open. But the hangar doors aren't open, Captain. Ah, yes. Take care of that oversight, will you, Mr. Sulu? authority to conduct an investigation in our star system. You will remind me to report my conduct to the Federation, won't you, Mr. Spock? Of course, Captain. I demand that you report to the Federation now. I would, but unfortunately, we're out of communications range. Then I will proceed to your starbase and report your act. Sorry, Commander. Your ship is, um, impounded. <laughs> you are a stowaway, Commander. I have been tricked. And you fell for it, Demos. Captain's log, star date 5275.8. 
5275.9. We are approaching Bramia 2, where we hope to find the answers concerning the question of Dr. McCoy's guilt or innocence. Situation normal. Aurora reported in the sector, however. Radiation level, Mr. Sulu? Intense, Captain. Decidedly non-lethal, however. Good. Then it's safe for us to beam down to Dramia 2. Shall we, gentlemen? You're sure it's safe, Captain? Absolutely. Decidedly. There's a difference, Captain. Now, now, Mr. Spock, you're not trying to scare our Dramian friend, are you? Of course, you can back out if you'd like, Commander. I go. You heard the man, Mr. Scott. Not the most enchanting place I've ever been to. Plagues seldom leave behind fields of flowers, Captain. like outsiders. Surely you're not an outsider, Commander. You are Dramian. The distinction here is between the world of the living and the world of the walking dead. Inhospitable or not, he mustn't get away. Wait! It's almost as if he'd dematerialized. Not likely, Captain. I would advise against that, Captain. I'm sure you won't mind if I ignore your advice. Caution would seem to be advisable, Captain. Bones' life is on the line, Mr. Spock. Cave dwellers? In the midst of your civilization? A result of your Dr. McCoy and his inhumane methods. You say it, Demos, but that doesn't... <laughs> he attacked you because you are an Earthling, Captain, even as was McCoy. But how did he survive the plague? He, like the others who remain here, was away at the time. They returned to their planet to find that their families had succumbed to the plague. He and a few others, senseless in their grief, chose to live here in desolation. You see, Captain, there were no actual survivors. You are wrong. There was a survivor. I, Kultai, survived. By what miracle? I do not know. Koltai was a Dramian colonist who settled on the planet Dramia II during the 23rd century. In 2251, Koltai was infected with the Saurian virus at the time of the colony was visited by Dr. Laird McCoy, who headed a mass... Uh,
inoculation program there. McCoy cured cold tie and others. Syrian virus, unfortunately, sooner, soon after McCoy departed, the colony was hit by a massive plague. Okay. Then you can tell us. Do you remember? I remember people all about me becoming blue in color, then green, and finally red. The pigmentation changes associated with the disease in our computer records, Captain. Cool tie. Dr. McCoy, do you remember him? The Earth Doctor. He saved my life. He treated me for Saurian virus. A man who saves does not also kill, Commander. Beam us aboard, Mr. Scott. Quickly. Aye, aye, sir. Let's get underway for Dremium. Sir? Who is that? Meet Cold Tie, Mr. Scott, a friend of Dr. McCoy's. Six, Scotty. I'll pour on the coal, Captain. Mr. Spark? Yes, Captain. How's our number one passenger doing? Clean, fed, in good health, and resting. Good. We want him to be a sterling witness. the trial hasn't started. Captain. Yes, Mr. Spock, what is it? The trial may be academic. Academic? Yes, Captain. Cold tie is turning blue. Oh, no! The plague! Set up an immediate quarantine, Lieutenant. He is hardly fit to testify at the trial, Captain. We've got to save him. For McCoy's sake. Yes, for McCoy's sake, and for Coltai's sake, too. You see, Commander, we do place a value on life, all life. Does that shock you, Commander? It is not that. It is... Captain, you're... blue. Captain's log, stardate 5276.4. We are in orbit around the planet Bremia under the conditions of general quarantine. 
As commanding officer, I have ordered the activation of General Order 6. General Order 6 has been activated? Yes, sir. Do you remember ge what General Order 6 is? Why don't you tell us? Well, General Order 6, we've, said, we've heard this one before. What it is, is you are now sending out a signal stating that you are a play or a that you guys have a problem on your ship. Mostly that the crew has caught a sickness of some kind. And that nobody's come near you and the ship automatically goes on into automation the second the last crew member's heart stops beating. Okay. Yes. Everyone on board has perished at the end of 24 hours. The ship will self-destruct. The ship will self-destruct. In order to protect other beings from the disease on board. Good. Report to sick bay, Mr. Sulu. But, sir, who will monitor? I assure you, I am capable, Mr. Sulu. Enterprise. I must speak with the Supreme Prefect. Why do you speak and not your captain? The captain and all of the crew members are incapacitated. The plague is aboard the Enterprise. Demos. The same. You must release Dr. McCoy temporarily. He is needed to find an antidote. No. We have a witness in McCoy's behalf. You must trust me. Let the witness speak. Impossible. He too is stricken. Demos cannot speak, the witness cannot speak, yet you wish us to release the prisoner, McCoy. Your treachery is transparent, Vulcan. Got to get McCoy. If you'll permit me, Captain, I might be able to get McCoy. Spark, you're sure? I can't infect the planet, Captain. And I can get McCoy. Doctor. Spock, have you and Jim gone out of your minds? Why, this is a jailbreak. Doctor, just come with me, please. No, Spock. It's illegal. That's what it is. Besides, I must stand trial. I have to find out. Doctor, you will stand trial. You will find out. After you've found an antidote for the plague which is about to kill everyone aboard the Enterprise. Plague? Why didn't you tell me? You wouldn't give me a chance. You realize, Doctor, if you go and fail to find an antidote, you too will die. I'm a doctor, Spock. A doctor. Get us beamed aboard. Beam us aboard, Captain.
anything, Spock? Negative, Doctor. The file on all known diseases doesn't recognize these symptoms of pigmentation changes. Blast it, Spock. Work harder. They're in the terminal stage. My readings keep shifting. Must be the activity of that blasted aurora. Bones. That's it. Aurora. Changing. Color. Jim. Aurora? What? Spock, feed in the data without mentioning the color change symptoms. That's it, Doctor. The color change symptoms were misleading the computer. Because they were caused by the aurora. Spock, there was an aurora 19 years ago, I remember. Which brought on the particular plague, just as this aurora has brought it on. I didn't do it. Spock, the disease, what is it? What's the antidote? That's a problem, Doctor. There is no known antidote. However, Doctor, do you remember a certain cold tie? A man you treated for Saurian virus? Yes, I think I do. But what has that got to do with anything? Possibly nothing. However, Cold Tide did survive the first plague. Spock, I see what you mean. Saurian virus antibodies in his blood. That's what made him immune. I presume, Doctor, that you have a supply of live Saurian virus antibodies in your laboratory. You did it! Again! Thank you, Doctor. Captain's log, star date 5276.8. Preparing to beam aboard the Enterprise following the Dramian ceremonies honoring Dr. Leonard McCoy for his significant achievements in the field of interstellar medicine. We of Dramia wish to thank you, Doctor, for your discovery of the antidote which frees us from future attacks of the auroral plague. Thank Mr. Spock, too, and Captain Kirk. We will even forget about the uh, unorthodox manner of your release, Doctor. And we'll forget about a certain stowaway. We must apologize. I think it's time we got aboard ship, isn't it, Jim? Beam us aboard, Mr. Scott. Aye, aye, Captain. Gentlemen, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get back to Starbase. If that's McCoy, he's in the wrong color. Right. Yes, sir. And I'm ready to get back to some of that monotonous old routine sickbay work. Including, I would hope, some of that monotonous old dispensing of the regular vitamin rations to the crew. What is that supposed to mean? Well, you have been derelict in the duties of late, Doctor. Spock, you know as well as I do what we've all just been through. Hippocrates would not have approved of lame excuses, Doctor. Why, that cat... Jim. If I'm ever in jail again, don't send that falcon to release me. Just let me rot. 
Okay, so that was season one, episode eighteen, Albatross. So, Vicky, what did you think of that one? I liked it. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, where you put this one? I give this one an eight point five. Okay. So, is there anything you noticed in this one? Well, what you showed me, and the doctor was voice, uniform was brown or yellow. And then it turned to blue. No, it was gold, and then it turned to blue. Well, it was something. Yeah, I remember, Command. In this one, Command uniform colors are gold. Right. Alrighty, so, is there anything else? No. On a scale of 1 to 10, where do you get this one? I told you 8.5. Oh, you did, didn't you? <laughs> Okay, well I guess until next time, I'm William. I'm Vicky. And we will catch you in the next mission. Bye!